Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here for Elon Daly, part of your Talking Taylor, Talking Taylor, hmm, Talking Tesla podcast this Friday, May thirty first. Big show, going to tape a big show, going to do a big show, tape a big show on Saturday, and so you should have that maybe Sunday. You never know your luck in the big city. But I uh, wanted to talk today about a couple of things. First of all, visualizations. So I just got an update to the Model Three. And this update has new visualizations. So the way you see the car rendered on that big screen up on the left-hand side has now changed. And it's actually pretty cool in the 3, and I'll contrast it with in the S. In the S, where you're seeing the, the car and the cars around it and how they're being visualized, how they're being rendered. In the S, is just in that small binnacle display. But in the 3, it's on the much bigger display in the middle of the car on the left-hand side. And I find the visualization changes in the S a bit of a, eh, whatever. But in the 3, in the 3, ladies and gentlemen, in the 1, 2, and the 3, they're much better, much more interesting. The car gets bigger, the car gets smaller. As you're turning, you're seeing things. It zooms in, it zooms out. I don't know exactly yet, because I just got it and I've only driven about 10 minutes in it, uh, the logic of when the visualizations change. But I've got to tell you, it's just sort of interesting to look at. Um, again, I haven't really delved into the logic of when is the car shown as big, when is the car shown as small. I know that when it's parked, it's a big car. When you come up to the traffic lights and you're going really slow, it's a big car. Then as you start driving, it shrinks it down, and you can see all the cars around you a little bit better. It's just interesting. The other question I have, the other big question I have, is when we get these kind of updates, this is a pretty reasonable update, and there's also lane departure warnings and all this kind of stuff. When you get those updates, can you assume that you also got a little improvement to autonomous driving or autopilot? Does each time they send that out, do they send a little update to the neural network and the way this thing drives? Or do they specifically have to say, now we're uh, 38% better with autopilot? Or do they do incremental updates? I'm not sure that we know. But I'll let you know because my gut feeling is with these updates, with these visualizations, the autopilot is actually working a little bit better than it did before. So maybe it's also comes with some actual functional improvements to the drivey drive. And you know how, I don't know, was it yesterday we were talking about the uh, refresh of the interior of the Model S? And some people are anxious about that because it's going to probably be a much more stripped down Model 3 minimalistic interior. Other people think that's great. But there's also other apparently big changes to what they're going to do with Model S, and some people are concerned that this is going to make it significantly less luxurious. So the Model S is an expensive car, right? Starts at like 75000 and goes up from there. This is an expensive car. But part of what you get with an expensive car is generally you get nicer seats than a less expensive car. Well, one of the things they're talking about changing in this refresh to the Model S is that it's going to have the same seats as the Model 3 which if they're the seats that I have in mine, and I have a pretty you know, early, early volume uh, Model 3, the seats are nice, but they're nowhere near as nice as a Model S seat. Now, you can understand the reason for doing that, right? So if you've got a pretty nice seat, and you've got a good vendor, and you could put basically the same kind of seats in all of the cars, the S, the X, the Y, everything, uh, the 3, then you could potentially you know, save a lot of money, you could build your cars a lot easier. So that's the kind of stuff that people are concerned about, that what they'll do is they'll refresh and do things that are very efficient but might actually detract from buying a Model S because, well, it's basically got the same seats as Model 3 and it's a lot more. 
Now, they can get over things like that if they do other things to the S to differentiate it. And one of the things that people are talking about, I don't know where they get this information from, is that perhaps that their Model S is going to come in at over 400 miles range when they've finished this refresh. There hasn't been a really big refresh for a number of years in Model S. So you've got to be careful, though, even if you give somebody sort of 400 miles range, but it's also not really premium interior. And I just dropped 100G on this puppy, and I'm in my friend's Mercedes or a $100,000 BMW, and I go, wow, the interior on this is way better than the Model S. You might be a little bit ticked off. Now, there could be a good side to this, though, right? There could be that they find a really good seat manufacturer, and they say, look, we don't want to buy 20,000 of these. We want to buy a million of them. So make them really nice and comfy because we're basically going to put the same thing in all of our car line. That way you are going to get lots of sales, but you're going to give us a really good price on a really good seat. So maybe rather than it sort of detracting from the S, it could elevate the three. I'm just trying to see the bright side of this situation. Now, you know, there's a lot of uh, negativity around the Tesla stock, and a lot of uh, people on Wall Street keep saying, you know, we're going to drop our target price for Tesla, or it's going to be 150, it's going to be 130, it's going to be 100. You keep hearing this negativity. Well, there's an article here written by Simon Alvarez in Teslarati that says, you know what, these people could be in serious trouble. They could be wrong. These short sellers could be big time wrong. Not so much because of what's happening in North America, although with Y coming and the pickup and all that, there's some really good stuff coming for Tesla in the sort of year and a couple of years ahead. But also just take a look at what's happening in China. Gigafactory 3, in the space of five months, has basically gone from a pile of dirt to a factory, or at least a shell of a factory, and now the equipment can start pouring in. And they could start operations in the not-too-distant future. Add to that that Tesla owns this 100%. This is the first foreign company to be allowed to do 100% of their operation. That's a big deal. China really wants Tesla to do well in that country. And they've got a big market there. They've got a huge market for electric cars, and the Chinese government wants electric cars to do very well. So you get a brand that's really popular. You've got a government that you know can pull strings. And so this article, which is really based on an article from Autoline this week by Dunn is his name, is saying like everything suggests that Gigafactory could be in China absolutely gigantuan, making Tesla an enormous amount of money with really high gross margins. And so those people who are just saying, well, Tesla's dead, Tesla's dead, are they really looking at what's happening in China? Are they really factoring that in? Are they factoring in that Tesla wants to start at 3,000 cars a week and get it up to maybe seven or 10,000 cars a week? Like China is a huge market, and Tesla doesn't just have a toe-in. They've got a whole factory. They've got a whole government on board that wants them to succeed because it would look bad if they didn't succeed because they've got the Chinese government backing. This is just really interesting, and I think it's... Um, it's pretty interesting to have somebody come out with a really positive spin on the, the Chinese gigafactory saying it's big, it's huge, it could make a big difference in the bottom line to Tesla. Yeah, and uh, today, sometime today, we're going to find out what the big reveal is, right? Is it just going to be uh, the pricing of the Model 3 in China? Or is it going to be a different model, something cool and sexy for the Chinese market that makes them feel like uh, Tesla's done something special for them and therefore, you know, improving sales and the love fest that is occurring right now?
We'll see later today, and we'll report on it on the next big show, which is coming up. I'm going to record it on Saturday. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daily, part of the Talking Tesla podcast. Big show coming soon with Tom and Robert. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, and hey, hop onto Patreon, and then you can get two big shows a month, because the shows, the big shows, oh, they're funny, oh, they're hysterical. Sometimes we get a little angry and yell at each other. But it's all good times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Herb it out.